Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian, and... I'm Inessa. And that's Charlie. We have a special guest cat today. We can, we can name Charlie, right? We, we don't give our Charlie. kids names. Yeah, we yeah, can name Charlie. Yeah, but uh, Charlie, Charlie the cat Charlie is the with cat. us. Uh, but we're not here to talk about cats. We aren't here to talk about cats. What are we here to talk about? I wish that about? we were here to talk about cats. Though. We can we can we come can back to cats, cat. but we need to we need to satisfy our listeners, you know, satisfy quench their thirst for X Men discussion. <laughs> so let's let's dive right into it. Okay, so you've got your recap ready, right? I do have my recap ready in my brain. In your brain sort of. At least I did about a week ago when this All was right. fresh in my mind and I was really ready to record, but you know, rather, we, we fucked that up, so here we, we did, are. <laughs> we did fuck that up. Um, rather than do what we usually do, which is kind of go through it page by page and do a lot of ums and uhs and stuff, how about if we do it like really, really, this is a suggestion, <laughs> do it quickly, just say kind of what happened in like <clears throat> okay. three sentences. What happened in this issue is uh, some kids wake up with their parents and their parents don't know who they are, and yeah. we are uncertain whether the parents are crazy, the kids are crazy, or what else is going on. Right. Uh, and who are those kids? Those kids are we the... We don't fucking know. We, yeah, we don't know. I mean, maybe... Did you know? Am I supposed yeah, I to did. know? Yeah, I They're like the... You the, always the... ask, am I supposed to know? You're never supposed to know. I mean, like, have we seen... Like, what I know if I was... We've not seen them before. Okay, we've yeah, not yeah, seen yeah. them before. Yeah. Um, so they... Uh, they're not sure what's going on. They're frightened. Yeah. Uh, we realize that they're that they're like superhero kids. Yeah. They're or they're mutants. I'm not sure. They're not remember. mutants. They're not mutants. They're superhero kids. I can't remember how they got the heroic powers. But yeah. They're, they're not like mutants. the super four super kids. What are they called? <laughs> they they are uh, power pack. Power pack. Right. Power pack, which was a title that launched um, about this time. I never read it. <clears throat> Marvel seemed real keen to have me read it, right. but they were, I don't know what demographic they were targeting, mm. but it was not me. Teenage boys, yeah. E- exactly, because the kids are all like eight years old, like, fuck you, I don't want to read that yeah, shit. Yeah, no, yeah. I get that. Yeah, so maybe yeah. they were targeting younger kids. Anyway, yeah, so probably, yeah. they, they, they race off into the night, and I don't actually 100% remember how the... Um, how the X-Men get involved, but they end up in the, uh, in, in the Morlock tunnels... Uh, and they're captured. One of them is captured. Yeah. And we come to learn at the end that one of the, uh, like the, the, I can't remember her the name. Morlocks. One of the Morlock. Uh, uh, Annalee. Yeah. Annalee has, has, uh, in, in them, uh, because she, her own children were killed. Yeah. And she wants them to be her children. Right. Um, at the end, we have sort of a happy reconciliation where, you know, it's, she unmagics them and they, they go back to their parents and they're going to come visit her. And uh, it's like a little everyone lives happily ever after. To coin so, a phrase, all's well that ends all's well. All's well that ends well. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was a weird. So that's basically the summary. That's basically the summary. Okay, it, cool. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a weird issue because the, you know, usually things don't deal with. You know, I don't know. There aren't that many dead children in stuff like this, right? Like, <laughs> usually kids are yeah. kind of protected in, right, in right. you know, superhero kids and dogs stuff. Yeah. Quick detour. Uh, you know, they had a film that had a scene in from Titanic that was 
going to be like the dogs on the Titanic dying. Yeah. Because <laughs> James Cameron, he's uh, he did his research, and I'm sure that at some point he or someone close to him posed the question, hey, how about all the pets? They probably died. They probably died. Uh, so they filmed a scene of like a bunch of dogs dying, and then the producer's like, uh, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can kill loads of humans. We can have this sweet old couple dying in bed together. But if a dog, if we <laughs> if we drown a dog, people will be setting yeah. fire to all of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and the other uh, element of that detour, we don't have to talk about this. This is one of these weird uh, kind of like stealth Netflix watchings that I did, uh, the, uh, the show Don't Fuck With Cats. You talked about that to me a little bit. It sounded... It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that show's fucked up. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Right. So so, so children don't typically die. Yeah, children yeah. don't typically... And, and in the last issue where the children died, it was actually kind of... Um, Wait, where did children die in the last didn't, issue? Didn't her children die in the last issue? I, I was think just... That didn't, that didn't happen. I think they reference it, but that, that has not happened yeah, in I mean, the pages it was, of the X-Men. It was not because of the X-Men. It was mentioned, and I can't remember who it was that, uh, like, maybe in the... But we don't see her kids die we in the X-Men. We don't see them die, but I think we we hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, okay. so when that was mentioned, it was sort of like a pretty minor like it was just mentioned as almost like sort of a minor yeah. plot point um i've forgotten everything that happened in the prior issue. yeah it and which felt a little bit you know even reading it at that point was like god her kids died holy shit like this this suddenly you know like the end the of the world real. and yeah. the robots and the thing and the yeah. the enslavement of mankind like that's all cool but like holy shit they like they killed these kids yeah um so this one felt a, a little bit weird in that where it was like, it, you know, it was about kids and maybe this new, um, yeah, sorry, maybe the new power pack thing was, you know, kind of maybe aimed towards younger children. But yeah. it also has this like really unexpectedly heavy element of this grieving mother. Uh, yeah. 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 Um True. I And I can't remember how Annalise's kids die. Uh, was it Nimrod? Was it the no, thing with Nimrod? No. Was it the government? <laughs> no. Wasn't the last issue no. the thing with Nimrod? No. The last issue was due to Nimrod, although I'd, I'd completely forgotten about it, but you mentioning Nimrod uh, did jog my memory. Uh, I'm looking to see if they've got a footnote about when her kids died. I'm not seeing it. Mm, still not seeing it. I don't think they mention it. I, I, I rather, I don't think that they footnote it. Mm. Okay. Um, it, which is now the, it's not neither here nor there. It's right here. <laughs> it's it's not there. It's here. Uh, so d- d- w- was that like a, a pretty meaningful speed bump for you for the story? It was. Or, or, it was yeah. because it was okay. like it had it had sort of a I don't know. It had kind of a a, a lighter, almost like a lighter tone, and yeah. then you kind of get to this you know holy shit like this woman's okay yeah she's evil she's done this evil thing but yeah. like it didn't feel like they dealt with. Maybe again, I read it a week and a half ago. Yeah, um, but it didn't feel like they dealt with that whole like storyline of the kids dying right. and her looking for these replacement children. Um, in a in a serious way, like this almost felt like a little bit of a filler issue uh, to deal oh, with yeah. such a heavy topic. Uh, fair. I, I I didn't um I didn't read it this way. Uh, it was, it's it's cool to get that take on it. Yeah. Um, Annalee, she's. Like she's she's Miss Sugar from the day that we meet her. Yeah. Like even when she has kids, I mean, all the Morlocks are crazy. I don't remember meeting her ever. I in I'm 
possibly inventing memories or just coming up with like an amalgam of uh, her um, fear. Yeah. I, I don't really, so I, I'd have to go back and, and, and do a bit of research to, to kind of uh, figure this out. So maybe, maybe that's why I, I kind of had a, I, I, I sped right past that because right. I see Annalie like, like, yeah, she's crazy with, with the kids. Right. And right. And maybe her kids. And so were, that, yeah. so like, I didn't, I didn't hit the same issue that you right. did. Right. Yeah. Like if it's, you know, maybe her kids were never mentioned or whatever, but anything where there are kids that are dead, I feel like that needs to be a, you know, a real heavy sort of three-parter and not just the uh, sort of like quick yeah. light, you know, we well, need an issue and, and we need but, to tie in this, yeah. this, other property that we're now trying to develop. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was uh, a power pack. Uh, I'm already in record saying it. Like, I was not into them. I didn't read them. Having said that, they do show up in other titles mm-hmm. in ways that you bring me back to. I don't I, mean, I said I don't know what demographic they were targeting. I know what demographic they were targeting. They were targeting like eight year olds, eight right. or nine year olds, which. Let's emphasize that's younger than the average comic comic reader, fan. right? Comic reader. And also a young enough age that maybe that wouldn't seem like. Well, but, but where I was going yeah, with sorry. this is they would show up in some adult shit, right? <laughs> and that was something that at any age I find a little a little wacky, a little little problematic. Is uh, okay these these kids have powers, and and if you're nine, you can you can identify with a protagonist. But uh, they're in danger, right? <laughs> right? They yeah, are, more than Kitty Pride being in danger. He's also a kid. Exactly. Yeah. They are imperiled often, right. and at any age, this is like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. So they, it, it is, it is tonally jarring the fact that they have to have the same sort of stakes as all of the adult right. heroes. Right. Right. I'm looking up right weird. now. Um, you're looking up. I'm looking up Power Pack because I want to And it's ironic because you're not actually I'm not looking actually up looking into up. the microphone. I'm sorry. I'm looking yeah, down okay, okay. while I am researching. Researching? Oh, you're the researching. Marvel Universe Unlimited Limited website to see how many issues of the sort of Power Pack. Uh, and it's just going to be the issues that are available on Marvel Unlimited uh, like, like Dazzler, there's a bunch of those that are just not available on Unlimited for whatever reason. Rom right. the Space Knight, like there's a rights issue with right. So Mattel looks, or something. looks like the series ran from 1984 to 1991. Okay, with 54 issues. All right, and then they rebooted some sort of power pack thing in uh, 2020. Huh, weird. 2020 for with five issues. Okay. And then there were sort of one-off, various one-off yeah. things. So, okay. you know, so 54 they, they issues is a is a meaningful number of issues, I guess. Did, it, since you've got it up there, can you tell me who wrote the first few issues? I want to say that Innocenti wrote those. Um, let's see. Innocenti, um, I really like her, but her writing can be a little little wacky. She did the uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, miniseries with, Be- with uh, Beast and Dazzler that was... Pretty wild. <laughs> um, no, let's see. Okay. Louise Simonson. Oh, June, Louis, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Wheezy wrote it. June Brigman. That's uh, cool. Uh, yep. yeah, you, you had me at Louise Simonson. That, that's the name that I was looking for there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alex, okay. Alexander, Julie, Jack, and Catherine. Please stop saying names. I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are the names of the Power Pack uh, children. Okay, great. <laughs> also, Brian. 
Charlie. And your name is Brian Charlie. Mus- Mussolini. Charlie the cat is also here. Hey, I'm I'm on my seventh sacking Ooh. in in the book that uh, that you got me, which which I'm I'm enjoying for the most part. You're. Uh, the dude occasionally loses me, uh, but but uh, we we got to the bit where where Mussolini's uh, you know being killed. Yeah, cool. I like a good dead dead fascist Italian fascist. Yeah. Uh, I'll. They don't even need to be Italian. They don't even need to be Italian. I don't care what nationality uh, the, fascists the fascist are. Is. Yeah, uh, yeah, a good dead fascist. Yeah, who um, doesn't like? I don't want to be too fascist. gleeful about death, but um, if I'm ever going to be gleeful about death, Mussolini, how yeah. did he die? Uh, he was pretty thoroughly executed. He was executed. Yeah. Um, I don't know all of the detail, apart from the fact that um, public support turned on Mussolini mm-hmm. um, because of the the war didn't go the way that the Italians had kind of hoped it would be. <laughs> uh, you can make the trains run on time, but you also need to be able to you know conduct a war if that's what's going to happen. Um, he was uh, um, cast out of power. Uh, and then he, I know that he was executed. He and his wife was executed and they were like hung in some public square where people like threw rotten vegetables at them. Holy shit. That's harsh. I don't, I'm not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um, in no uncertain terms, uh, he was removed from power (laughs) and, uh, publicly debased, buried upside down or some shit. (laughs) Just an anthill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, um, uh, what, what was I going to say? I was about to, I was about to say that like that'll happen with authoritarian regimes. That, that's not quite so. Uh, what I will say is when authoritarian regimes collapse, that sort of thing Sometimes is prone happens. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's amazing how you can ride a groundswell of populist support that will, some period of time, and in the case of Mussolini, he was in power for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, the populist time, yeah. support eventually becomes populist outrage. Yeah, they turn on you, those fuckers. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can ride the wave for a little bit. Yeah. Um, authoritarianism sucks. Let's get back to the X Men. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Overall, this issue left me a little bit cold. It, it felt yeah. sort of uh, too 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 light for the heavy subject matter. Um, yeah. And yeah. there were too many of those kids. I didn't need four of them. <laughs> I couldn't tell them apart, and they all yeah. like they all just kind of weird seemed... powers too. I don't know yeah, I don't remember are. what their powers. One of them were. makes fog or some shit. Yeah, one of them makes fog. <laughs> I'm sure that they were all adorable, yeah. and that was all very you know traumatic for them. But I would have been just as happy with two super kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I love, that, have I love how a... you, you're treating this you know, the, the, the narrative as though it's a sort of a buffet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted just like. Two pot stickers. Wouldn't have minded just the two. They, there were too yeah. many to keep track of, and they all seemed like they were sort of weirdly the same age. Um, but the, you know, obviously the the maternal grief part uh, maybe wouldn't have struck me the same way when if I was a kid reading it. Yeah. But as an adult and a parent, it's like holy shit, this is they're kind of really, you know, glossing over this. Yeah. Does Charlie need to go? Whole out? issue. Charlie, do you I mean, want Char- to leave? Charlie wants Charlie to go. Wants to okay. Leave. Charlie. Yeah. So we're, uh, talk while I while I open the door here. Okay. Uh, say some. I should. You, you can you can answer this question. Okay. Uh, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head of another example of this, but. Uh, very often, mothers who are experiencing grief are instantly crazy and sort of villainous. And I find that I can't, I know that there are other examples. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But, hmm. but what do we think about that that narrative trope? Um, I think it's dumb, but I can't think of any, I can't think of any 
have stories like that. Claire on Lost. That's what I was thinking of, I think. Claire on Lost. And she didn't lose a child, but the... Uh, and she's not a villain, although she sucks. <laughs> she does suck. Yeah, yeah she does. Um, my least favorite character. And mostly I just find her voice and tone annoying, which is, you know, maybe a little yeah. unfair. But the... Uh, so it, maybe screamy. here's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the those characters and we'll, we'll, we'll say Claire and Anna Lee, they're only defined by their role as maternal caretakers. Like that's it. They're defined by some other person that gives them worth narratively and otherwise. You mean and before the loss of the children or after? Whatever. Uh, I mean, and, and, and I, I think I, I was too narrow when I said loss of children. I, I ought to just zero it in on this, that, um, I mean, it's a little bit like fridging. Have we talked about fridging? Is that something dirty? It does kind of sound like that. <laughs> I you know, the, the word comes out of my mouth. I mean, but... this isn't really a family podcast, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we're not. It's not like the swinging hexameter. Uh, so fridging is something. It 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 originates from comics, but but it, it's applicable elsewhere. Yeah. Um, Gets, I know we've talked about this before. Etymology is that there was um, an issue of, I, oh God, I can't remember if it was Green Lantern or Green Arrow, where there is a, a female character, she was a romantic uh, interest for, for the superhero, but then she dies and her body is placed in like a large walk-in refrigerator. Hero finds her and that upsets him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes and does whatever to the bad person. But problematic because this character's existence was solely defined as being a sacrifice of her own life to motivate the male character. Right. So fridging is a a problematic trope. Okay. Where especially a woman, maybe there's a case where there's a dude who gets fridged, but... I'd have to search for it. Anyway, fridging, basically, you've got a character that's vacuous and uh, they're only to serve the male protagonist. Um, Fun fact, the uh, third season of Daredevil, they actually fridged someone. (laughs) I was watching it on the plane coming back like, are you shitting me? (laughs) Who in the writer's room didn't say, you know, like, especially, Especially for comics, right. this is a this thing is, that we... I mean, but maybe they did it on purpose as like an ironic... No, 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 <laughs> no, okay. no. no. Uh, it was not like a wink and a nod to to a trope. No, it wasn't, wasn't that. Anyway, so it, it, it's sort of adjacent to fridging where... Yeah, so fridging, it means like the male grief is where our attention goes. Right. Uh, here it is a, a, a woman being protective of children or mourning their loss, and that's the sole. So her sole source of motivation is someone else. So it's almost like, like you know, kind of like the the inverse of fridging. Both of them are problematic because the women don't really exist as people. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get the first one. I get being problematic. The second one, I feel like, I don't know. I. If I were to lose one of the children, it would be hard to define myself for a very, very, very long time as anything other than, right, as anything other than a person who lost one of their children. So like that, like the, 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 
like I felt like the grief of Anna Lee, whatever her name was, yeah. was like wasn't that it was too one dimensional. I felt like it just wasn't explored like for a long or thorough yeah. enough time. Or maybe I guess maybe I'm saying that it was too one dimensional. Right, but that was right, and, and and one dimensional. Um, I I suppose I am saying that, but I want to make it clear. I I I think it would be just as problematic if uh, you know, a woman lost her child or her child was imperiled, and well, you know, got other hobbies. I mean, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of children in peril, I love. Must we? <laughs> I did love the cover of this. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, cover I was pretty this cool. This was like a really good, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind like a poster-sized uh, <laughs> thing of that cover. I thought it was really... Uh, look at it again and see that Yeah, it's like Wolverine hol- holding up one of the... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, he's about to murder a child. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just saying that they didn't deal with that, uh, you know, thoroughly enough, but here I am giggling about it. Yeah. It's a cool cover. Yeah, I want... I, and it, it is a very, very cool cover. <laughs> the best The best thing about it is that he's smoking. He's smoking. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's um, like, I don't even need to put out this fag. I can, <laughs> I can kill this magical kid. Yeah, you, 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 you can't call a cigarette a fag unless you're gay. I think. I think that you can. Uh, well, or or you have to be English. I think that yeah. no well, matter true, how you slice it, I'm not it, English. In England, they certainly still do call a cigarette a fag. Can I tell my favorite uh, story about uh, uh, about the use of? I mean, like use of that word, but like my favorite story uh, from from writing public transport in the UK. Sure. Okay, so so I'm waiting to. Get, I'm catching a train from one place to another somewhere in England. And an announcer, I've told you this story like like a half dozen times. Oh, now we'll yeah, get it yeah, for the record. Yeah. 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 So so, announcer comes on. is like, National Rail would like to remind passengers that smoking is not permitted in public areas. <laughs> a couple of minutes pass. National Rail would like to remind passengers that smoking is permitted only in designated areas, which may be found at the front of the terminal. <laughs> and then. You and Platform 6, put your fag out. <laughs> Which was just the best. It's like the most English thing that I've ever experienced because it starts off with this uh, facade of oh, how we politeness. present ourselves yeah. in public and then finally it gets real. <laughs> That's a funny story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't enjoy all so, the... Uh, yep. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you got it. I was going to say I enjoyed all the London stuff yesterday before I fell asleep. We watched Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we uh, watched Skyfall. uh we watched Skyfall last night. James you... Bond film from 2012. Yeah. Yeah, let's say 2012. Which I was enjoying until it's fourth or fifth hour when oh I fell God. asleep. <laughs> you and the kids can shut the hell up. <laughs> it's a little long. It just had it was a little long. It okay. was a little long. I know I say it all the time because it's always true. <laughs> Couldn't they have made it shorter? Couldn't they? Like, it just felt a little, <laughs> like, yeah. It, there were parts that just felt a little bit like, okay, now we just have to, like, move. So I really enjoyed, like, I was enjoying okay. it until the part that I fell asleep. And I loved all the stuff in London because I always love movies that are set in London. We got to watch Fast and Furious yeah. 6. And I thought I. that, that Dan, I loved Daniel Craig as James Bond. He's, he's brilliant. Um, and I liked Judi Dench and I loved uh, Javier Bardem and I thought it was a really interesting story. The I was totally into it. The who? The women were the hot. The women were hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was a good, yeah. I thought it was, I was enjoying it, but it just, okay. 
it felt like it was a little bit like just it, I don't know it was, the, it was like plotting there were so, parts of it that were a little bit plotting here is where I will kind of agree with you yeah it starts off as a fairly conventional Bond film. This is not a bad thing. Right. And then suddenly we're watching Straw Dogs or The Last Hour of Patriot Games or Cape Fear or something. <laughs> and it, like that shift Meaning, was weird for me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I guess I'm not sure. What, I, I haven't seen Straw Dogs. Um, okay. Um, and I don't remember Patriot and I, I'm Games I'm trying to remember. I, I'm you trying mean like to think the crazy of, guy? Like dealing with the crazy guy? No, no, no. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm trying to think of, um, of the movies that do this. Uh, Keeping in mind that I slept through the last like okay, well, 45 it, minutes or so. So spoilers if you haven't yeah, seen no, Skyfall. Yeah. Bond M and the old Scottish dude. Caretaker, yeah. Caretaker fight off like 30 villains. Right. Um, that's it. In this house. <laughs> In this house. That exactly. James Bond owns. Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a weird one to me. Um, I'm not sure that I like Bardem's character and maybe his performance. Okay. Fair. Um, I don't know if I like the character, but I liked his performance. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm actually, as I'm talking through all of this, I'm going to say that the movie didn't work for me. Hmm. So much of it did, okay. but when I add it all up, I, it it didn't. First of all, so so Bradham, this villain, he's sort of gay. Yeah, <laughs> but in a way, and and here's how open-minded I am: mm. <laughs> megalomaniacal espionage villains, they can be gay. Okay, I'm I'm that I'm that I mean, progressive. I, I think they're always gay. What? I don't know. <laughs> what? No, they're not. No, they're not. Okay. But but like they they did that in a way that that felt like is this 1978? <laughs> and like, the, 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 like as to sort of underscore a little bit of his craziness. Yeah, it, fair. It, it kind of scanned like that for yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and that so I'm like, mm, okay. it, it was just the one scene, and then they kind of moved on. So I'm like. Maybe they thought that was going to play differently than how it came across to me. Right. <laughs> like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. But then... Um, I just thought of something else. Yeah. What? <laughs> it, it almost seemed as though Bardem, in, in preparing for the role, he watches a bunch of Bond movies and the villains, and he says, you know what? Christopher Walken in A View to a Kill, that's the guy that I want to emulate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. haven't, haven't seen that. If you haven't seen A View to a Kill... Don't, <laughs> because it is one of the weaker, possibly the weakest Roger Moore entry, and that's saying something. I don't care for Roger Moore as James Bond. Yeah, I am a more defender occasionally, <laughs> but anyway, mm. point is, um, is Daniel Craig my favorite James Bond. He probably is. Yeah, I think yeah. he probably is. Um, and. So, so Bradham is doing it, and, and just so for the people who haven't seen *A View to a Kill* to understand the reference there, Walken is crazy in a very banal kind of way. It's not Walken's best work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Walken, like he could just like, he could read uh, the menu at a Denny's and he would sound a little bit unhinged. Um, but but he's he's kind of like hamming it up there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Bradham. That that's kind of what his performance was there as well. He's sort of like giggly, like like he really liked Heath Ledger and the Joker, but but wanted it to be 
sort of watered down a little bit. Um, And then finally, like, the villain, how does he get so many fucking henchmen? Yeah. And and he says, like, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to go kill M in a very theatrical, grandiose way. What henchman signs on to that? And I get it that, like, anytime we're dealing with these kinds of genre movies... The henchmen never make any sense. Austin Powers had a whole thing about that. The henchmen don't make any sense whatsoever. (laughs) They're disposable. But the fact that that thought crossed my mind meant that they they didn't pull it off. Yeah. 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 The ending, the stakes are always bizarre. And I'll shut up in a minute. No. Yeah. Because I've got some things to say. too. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, as I, I like it when the stakes are not about like the world's going to explode. Right. But it it struck me that that justification that though it, you don't necessarily have to have those stakes, but in order to have grandiose set pieces and or a platoon of henchmen who all die <laughs> willing to risk their lives, well, yeah. you actually do need to have something at stake. Um, right. Yeah, and, it needs to be. I mean, it, it, you need to. I'm happy, I guess, I'm happy to suspend my disbelief about a lot of things. Right. But, like, it still needs to hold together. Like, so the henchman was, is one thing. It's like, where did all these people yeah. come from, right? Who are yeah, all why these are they all, doing And that, that didn't, I mean, that didn't irk me more than usual. Like, it didn't extra seem, you know, that's just a thing that's a yeah. feature in all movies like that. Um, the fight scene somehow in this seemed like... A little bit, again, I'm happy to suspend my yeah. disbelief that two people can jump onto a moving train and then have a fight atop this fast moving train. Sure. Um, That's like the opening scene. Right. That's like the, oh, you're like already there? You yeah, are? like it just, there huh. were definite, like, you know, like he's shooting at him at close range with this, um, you know, automatic weapon. You know, how is he not hitting <laughs> any goddamn thing? And then when he hits him, it feels like he should you know, the bullet should enter and then blow out the whole, like he should be dead from that well, wound. Yeah. Right. Like it just doesn't feel plausible that it's like this one little bullet shot, like from a, I don't know anything about guns, like a tiny little gun that a lady would carry in her purse, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, when in fact it's like this Uzi style weapon that should have just exploded his whole sure. okay. body. So that irks me. But the thing that really I kept, and maybe I misunderstood something about the the way that, like, the problem that they were trying to solve. So the thing that they were trying to get back was, like, a list. Basically the same list that they lost in the first Mission Impossible movie. (laughs) 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 But yeah, a list. So, like, it's a list. So, like, once a list is in somebody's hands, the easy thing about a list is, like, you can make a lot of copies (laughs) of a list and, like, mail them to a lot of, like... And, and like, there's this big focus on all this, yeah. like, amazing technological stuff that he can do. Yeah. You know, he can he can start a war someplace, you know, when he when they're in that scene with, when you right. first meet yeah, Javier yeah, Bardem yeah. and they're in that weird thing with, like, the the skeletal sort of servers or whatever mm-hmm. those were there. He was like, I can do this fucking thing. That was thing. really cool. Yeah, that, it was cool. The, the I mean, the scene was really, really cool. Really yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I can do this. I can do that. I can, I can blow up a satellite. I, but, like, 
like are you i've also made copies of this list <laughs> so like what is like the sort of the the motivation for the whole thing it was on a right protected uh three and a half inch floppy yeah disc. i kept getting stuck with this like what does it matter that they get it back yeah. because once it's out that's the whole once it's out there yeah it's out there right he could have set it up so that they, the thing sent out five names every week until the end of time automatically he, put it on I mean, he can put it on like it's the list yeah. is there's no point in getting yeah. that hard drive back once it's been stolen by somebody. Uh, agreed. Yeah. There, there was a little bit of mumbo jumbo about that, of like it's decrypted or some shit. I mean, I guess. And and by the way, um, while we're talking suspension of disbelief, uh, the I'm not a cybersecurity expert by any stretch, but that understood. The way that cybersecurity and like hacking is presented in films and and Skyfall is no exception is bullshit. Yeah. Anytime that you hear somebody say, I'm in, you know <laughs> bullshit. Okay. <laughs> like, really? You're in with the two factor authentication? Yeah. Like, um, and like, like, oh, he's got like eight of the nine numbers for the code or something like that. Stop that. <laughs> for our listeners, uh, Vanessa just picked up. A, a glow stick or something, whatever the, we call it. Anyway, so that didn't even cross my mind, but that's an awesome point, <laughs> which is, it's not like, okay, so they've got a list. They're going to make copies. We need to pull all of these agents out. Right. And, and, and her, so that, so then her sort of recalcitrance about wanting to fix this and wanting to pull all, not wanting to pull all the agents yeah. out, like to me made it seem like she was insane because yeah. the cat is out of the bag. <laughs> and what is it that you're, you know, I mean, you there are a lot of, you can't put the shit back in the donkey. You can't <laughs> yeah. put the fucking horse back in the barn. Right, you can't right. put the genie back in the bottle. Like there's yeah, a lot yeah. of, of metaphors for that. Um, and I had a hard time like suspending that yeah. bit of disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plot wise, this movie keeps getting, getting worse. So I, 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 I yeah, all of that. I, I agree with all of that. I was a little puzzled as well about uh, what was going through M's head other than a need to have the audience be on her to, to regard her as a, a, a kind of a, a kind of a complicated figure, but also anti-authority because that's what we're all about unless it leads to authoritarianism and we love that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it, although this is like nine years ago, so mm -hmm. it, it, it presaged the wave of populism, mm -hmm. <laughs> the global populism. But um, yeah. So, so narratively it was, it, it was uh, a real mixed bag. Um, yeah. Plot wise. Uh, no, I, I octopusy had a more sensible plot than this. Yeah. yeah I mean, and then when they killed yeah. those three agents, then it was like, well, of course this is her fault because yeah. she knew that this was already out and he had it. And what was the, you know, it was only a matter of time. And then, yeah, it was not the more I think about that, the more, uh, the more sort of annoyed yeah. I am about. And then the beginning also didn't like, who was that guy? He had the thing. And what was the whole thing with like killing the guy in the art room? Or like the guy looking at the art was she? Oh, on? I don't know, but that scene was fucking cool. Yeah, no, I mean it was cool, but it <laughs> yeah. was like it wasn't anything other than yeah. cool. Like, so the guy that did the shooting and the pretty lady that got killed yeah. later, they were both working for Javier Bardem's character. Yes. But what was the point of killing? Like, who was that guy sitting and looking at that painting, and why kill him? You, you said something a moment ago, which yeah. is like, is it any? Does it do anything other than look cool? But you said that like it was a bad thing. <laughs> 
I could watch that scene over and over again. <laughs> I was literally yeah, it was a very I mean, cool. I mean, the, I mean the word literally in its proper sense. I was literally on the edge of my literally yeah. and figuratively yeah, no, on the edge of my cool seat scene. watching that. Um, and that I, I kind of wanted to to to, to but close I out more about that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that, yeah. that's cool. But uh, I just want to close it with something positive, which is for the first hour of this movie, I was hooked. I was like, "Holy shit! They nailed it. This is great. This looks cool it as look cool. fuck." And it's and it's awesome, but then I, I think about when Bartum started, and, I, and I, he's a great actor. I he really like actor, his stuff. Yeah. He was awesome in Dune. I can't wait to see more of him. But like for the first hour, I was on board, and there was that scene, however nonsensical it was, plot wise, that was a rare moment when I got to flash back to what it is that gets us so excited about these movies. It's stylish and cool. And that edge of violence and uh, yeah. and all that, it, it, like for for that that instant, it was like 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 I'm back. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I, I mean, anyway, I so did, you got more. I did have that, but maybe because I'm not as like nostalgic about films like that. So the yeah. thing, because I I did think that scene looked really really cool. Oh yeah. But the thing that my brain like similar to the thing with the list, the thing with that my brain kept like linking, you know, kind of coming back to is like, how did this motherfucker not hear him yeah right in this cavernous room (laughs) was was there loud music playing like was he you know how he's like this trained killer he walks into a building kills the security guard rides the he's waiting for the elevator just standing there you know you don't think he would have like just looked around (laughs) to see if someone was behind him then james bond sneaks into this room where he's at which i'm assuming has to be at that point silent despite the fact that there's like all this cool how does he not see him and it's like that whole time i was watching and i'm like this looks really cool but like how does he not hear him walking around (laughs) and it and it took me out of it you were 100 percent correct but the fact that i didn't that i didn't process that uh, it Yours is <laughs> the smarter reaction, yeah, I mean, but but what, 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 it, it illustrates the problem that I had with the back end of the film. I didn't care about that because I was just my eyes were glued to these awesome images and Sam Mendes, Chef's Kiss. It was it was <laughs> gorgeous to look at, mm-hmm. um, and and that's a lot of what is needed in these kinds of films because they are not remotely realistic. And when we are asking those questions, it means that there's something visual that isn't happening well enough. Uh, no, I think it was really, really cool visually, but it was like it just went on for such a long time. And right. the whole time, there was, there was like, how does he not hear it? <laughs> Which means if yeah. the scene had been shorter, if it had been tighter, yeah, then, if it then had been possibly shorter, you wouldn't right, pose that question. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. All right. So, wow, we we didn't care for Skyfall. I might not have. I mean, I liked, like, I yeah. enjoyed the process. I mean, similar to what you said, you know, I like I like watching Daniel Craig. I think he's a really good Bond. And You like watching Daniel I Craig? I do, I do. Um, <laughs> you know, and I liked all the acting. So, I mean, I wasn't like, I couldn't wait for it to be over. You know, I mean, I enjoyed. Should we tell our listeners that, strictly speaking, you didn't watch the whole film. No, I did. I said already that I slept through the last 45 <laughs> okay, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've said so, that like a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, in a sense, you couldn't wait for it to be I couldn't over. couldn't wait for it to be over. Because you fell asleep. Sometimes I don't like to fall asleep like that. It's really hard I know, to wake I know. up. Like, uh, and and you, you, you will, you'll fall asleep 
for even in a good mood. Yeah, sometimes I have like a really relaxing kind of couch nap, and then sometimes I'm like in this where I'm not really asleep, but I can't move, and I'm just like stuck, and that feels, you know. Also problematic because like sometimes, like last night, you'll come upstairs and you'll catch the second wind, and then I'll come upstairs (laughs) and I'll be ready for bed, and you're like, you're talking, I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, so we're 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 we're, ace, we're, we're counter cyclical yeah. there. Yeah. Also, Hawkeye. We're enjoying Hawkeye. I think we're probably pretty close to being out of time, but yeah, we're good. Uh, we are enjoying yeah, Hawkeye. I'm enjoying Hawkeye. Yeah. So far, so good. Uh, first episode I thought was terrific. We've seen what three episodes? Three episodes. I think we've seen three episodes. Okay. Second. Oh yeah, we, we have. Second kind of dropped off for me. Actually, second was kind of more like the Disney Plus kind of kind of silliness, mm-hmm. but. Bounce back for episode three. We're going to watch episode four on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I think so far it is my favorite of the- No, no. Uh, Thursday we're going to watch Yeah. That. My favorite yeah. of the uh, Disney Marvel series. The things. Disney Marvel series. The Disney yeah. Marvel series. Yeah. Best series. Well, your, your favorite Marvel TV series, I think, was uh, Jessica Jones. My favorite Marvel TV series was Jessica Jones. The, yeah, first, and the mine, first season. Yeah. Mine. We need to watch seasons two and three. Yeah. Mine would be a toss-up between first season of Daredevil or second season of Luke Cage, mm-hmm. both of which, either one of those is better than first, anything that's been yeah, on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. First season of Daredevil was also really cool. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, oh, that, that, but, that was so great, that, that thing. Oh, man. Yeah. But so far, <sighs> of the Disney stuff, I am enjoying Hawkeye the most. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, what else do we have to say? Um, we'll not be we'll here have, next week. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. To everybody who celebrates Christmas for whatever reason. Yeah. Merry Christmas <laughs> yeah. to all of our <laughs> listener. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah. our ones of listeners. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks to talk about. Hey, man, we're, we're closing in on issue 200. Ooh. And by the way, we're this is like a, a, a weird stretch that I've. This is the first time that I'm reading most of these issues. Mm-hmm. For how long now? Because you've been saying that for a little while. Uh, this one and then last week, and maybe the one before that. But then, like, I pick up again. I think about like issue two eleven, two twelve, something like that. Okay, so you took like two years off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Neat. Okay, and 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 all right. Yeah, so we're gonna do that. Uh, but yeah, excited about the issue two hundred. Me too. Meantime, uh, enjoy your week. Yeah, have a great week. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.